0: Love Talk Radio. I'm stopping the music because um, we were a little late on getting started, so um, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with prayer. Father God, we glorify you and we magnify you. We repent for sins of commission, omission, and things that we try to avoid or ignore. We thank you, God, for giving us not only a second chance, but a third chance and 70 chances and millions of chances, those chances that we don't even realize that you've given us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for teaching us how to truly honor. We thank you for eradicating and obliterating every excuse That will cause us To not obey you God We obey you With our whole heart And we do it Willingly God No excuse Hmm. No shame And no apprehension For you are God And you are God alone I ask you that Everyone Everyone listening today or in the archives that are seen and unseen will be blessed on this message and with this message and that me, God, the first partaker of this word on today will not only be blessed but delivered and set free for all of eternity. For this enemy that I see today, I will see them no more. This enemy I saw on yesterday, and the yesterdays, I will see no more, and as you fill that place with your love, your word, and your presence, for your glory, I thank you for doing it for your glory, not that I'm so special that I deserve it, but because You said it is, and it is. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I want you to be patient with me. I'm going to share a few stories with you. When I was young, I knew a lady who was married to a man that loved her and loved her child that wasn't his. And yet that lady She said she wanted to be married and she loved him. And they had such a quaint ceremony. She just wanted the baby's daddy. And she just couldn't stay faithful to her husband because she just kept sitting full to the baby's daddy. And I found myself so drawn toward him. He was like a big brother to me. And um, The more she hurt him, the more I hurt. To see a man, a grown man, cry because of love. Not that it's any different when it's the woman that's crying, but to see the repetitiveness of her returning back after she would say she was sorry over and over and over again, but she'd do it again and again. And then in another story, I had a loved one that trusted me with the person that she loved. I would go um, to where he was and I would, Uh, even sleep there and sleep over, and he never tried anything. I never did anything to make her not trust me because I asked God to never let me hurt a family member or a friend in the way I saw this man be hurt by the woman that he loved that kept running back to her vomit. And so although I never heard the lady as she would send me, you know, to spend time um, with her significant other and just, you know, to keep him out of trouble, really, I had an associate who was messing with him, but I didn't know this. I didn't find out until years later. And then this same lady who I was talking to you about with the husband had a person that was a best friend, not only to her, but to all of the family. And this person trusted her with her husband, her heart, and she betrayed her trust. She betrayed it. And it not only affected her, the person that she hurt, but it affected us, all of us that were close to the person. We still wonder about that person today because they were truly like a family member. And then I remembered this other um, pair of cousins who went after this man who had came to the church and he was playing them both against one another and, the so one really thought, you know, they were going to get married and everything. And then her own cousin married the man that he knew and she knew had been with this other lady previously. And so she turned to drugs and never returned. And then I thought about someone else who... Um, Was married And the other person was married too And they were Dating off and on For years And um, they were like An an in-law And they bore Two children from it But the wife was always Faithful she'd take them back Over and over And over again even after he Bore the two children With the other lady. See, just just stick with me. It's all gonna come together in the end. And then I thought about these two sisters, where this one was married to this man and had children by him, and then the sister got pregnant by her husband as well. And then I thought about a situation that I dealt with, where I trusted someone with someone that I was dating and they knew how I felt about them and yet they tried to go with them and I was really hurt and I pray that when they left here that I had forgiven them I pray that I did but it was strange how that same thing came back to revisit me again when I was in the army in San Francisco And a roommate, a person I thought was a good friend of mine, when I had came home to visit my family, they were trying to sleep with this person. Did they ever do it? I'm not sure. They both denied it. But just the fact that once again, someone that was an associate of mine, where the first one was like a sister because everyone, you know, we all looked alike. But it it didn't mean anything to her, that relationship. But she was the same one that had messed with a relative um, significant other that I was telling you about earlier. And then... I thought about how my dad and my mom had issues with my dad's infidelities, you know, that generational thing. And I asked God, what's going on? And then I remembered a person that I was very close to, like a sister, and they had um, left. Military and they left me there You know me and their significant Other was good friends and we were Hanging out together and And uh I never You know betrayed their Trust and He never betrayed their trust Although he did you know Mess around with other people It wasn't me so yes I knew about it but I wasn't It wasn't not a For me to tell, because they both were doing the same thing. And then when I went to war, um, one of the people that was uh, basically trying to get close to me was even a a wife of one of the people that this person was messing with. And then I thought about something God had me talk to a loved one about, how they used to shack up, they were shacking with someone, And then they married someone, and then they divorced them, and now they're shacking again. A type of selfless or selfishness and self-sabotage because the devil wants them. He doesn't care if they're preaching and teaching and what they're doing, if he can just be Satan, the accuser. He's going to do that And I asked God a question I said, God Are they trustworthy? Whether they're my family Or not Can I trust them with My greatest possession? Can I trust them With the things that I love? Whether it's a spouse Whether it's a boyfriend Whether it's a house whether it's a car, God, can I trust them? Are they the person that I can trust with my heart the way that I've trusted you? God, do they really honor me? Can I really trust them with my most treasured possession? whether it's my heart, a person, a thing that I love, something that I confided in them about, or oh, whether it's money that I lumped them, or my child or even my parents, even if I'm at a point that I'm tired and I need some help, so I need somebody to trust. Well, stay with me. Think about the things. And the stories that I just shared But listen to a few of these things as well These are some of the things I wrote on Facebook Although I have now had two blowouts in the month of August Wow, all the tires And they were all less than a year old So I had a blowout on the tire And then the donut that I put in its place blew out too In the month of August. And remember, we're only at the 20th day of August. And so I thanked my um, sister and I thanked um, her ex-husband for um, helping me and all of the things that they had did. But I remembered some of the things that happened on the first blowout, and God told me not to revisit it. Don't go back that way, but to use the strategy that He had given me while I was out there, because it was a pretty, um, it was a quick thing. It was an intense thing. I was on the interstate. The interstate was splitting the four lanes into two lanes, and although the speed limit was forty-five, I and I was probably doing close to 50 or 53 and maybe most of the time 45 because I had a donut on. I believe the people around me were probably doing 60, 70, 80, and so they were pretty upset with me, and so I was trying to get out of their way. It wasn't working, but I was trying to get out of their way. And then I had remembered something that I wrote before Um about combating pride, where I said I found myself upset with someone because they did something that appeared to be against everything my parents taught me. And it would cause a lot of gossiping, negativity, if it infected me and others. And it never gave us a chance to meet about it or discuss it. And I wanted to handle it that way well after I prayed. I realized that I had snapped at them And it wasn't right Therefore I apologized to them And I was even willing to apologize to them In front of witnesses And then I had told my um, niece Pinky on Facebook That while I was praying for her mom That was my buddy, my roommate, my friend, my big sister my prayer warrior and so much more. I remembered her husband, Booker T, who I loved him and I loved him so much. He was like that big brother that I had, but he wasn't there being a big brother to me. It's unexplainable, this love that I had for Booker T, because like I said, he was like a big brother. There was nothing he wouldn't do for me. He treated me like his blood sister lady, and it's unexplainable. So all I could think of was the movie and the song, Precious Memories, and the various movies that I had seen that had an impact on my life. And yet when I was thinking of my sister and how she died, I became angry. Again, Psalms thirty-seven and eight says, "Cease from anger and forsake wrath, especially anger against others." You know, I needed to understand that the temporary pleasures of bashing out or snapping at someone. To comfort my anger was utter madness. It was insanity. Why was I returning back to forsake that which God had given me and was trying to give me, which was peace? Mm. He said not to forsake it, but I did. And then I had wrote on Facebook that I needed this truth. And what the truth was, was Jason Todd had wrote on Facebook, no one is more hated than he who speaks the truth, talking about Plato who wrote that. And so I was saying I needed that truth, that even when the truth is told in love, many can find a way to pervert the truth that was shared with them, even when it's from God. But I remembered Years and years ago how Apostle Sandra Thomas would constantly preach on it and teach on it and share biblical truths on it about how people didn't mind you preaching and teaching the word as long as it wasn't about their special excuse sin that they were practicing, that they thought they were hiding, that they didn't want you to talk about, that they didn't want to talk about because, see, they were trying to, intimidate you because they were trying to insinuate that they had gave it to God how are you giving God something that you can deal with many times we try to get away with stuff especially strong especially those that we revisit and say I gave it to God yes we lay it all at the altar but in order to lay it all at the altar You have to flee the very appearance of evil. You have to flee the very practice of evil. So how did you lay it up the altar if you're still practicing it? Hypocrisy. Now, I also wrote how one of the greatest arsenals that we can use in our homes, on our jobs, in our classrooms, everywhere so that we're not being a person who our behavior is speaking louder than what we're saying and what we're singing about. Is that we can ask God with our heart to help us to stop doing something. And then when we stop doing it and when he gives us way an escape, Not to return to it I know Some people say but that's hard Some people say but that's easy Within yourself It's hard But through God It's easy So you'd be like "Well, You probably never shacked up before Oh I shacked up several times But God And I asked him for a way of escape I didn't just ask for one That was local I asked him for a true way of escape I was hundreds and hundreds of miles away And Instead of the heart growing fonder you know, to the at a distance, the more I got into the Word, the more I prayed, the more I asked God to help me to stop opening up and leaving that door, that window, that entryway, those portals to that sin that I didn't want to revisit it or, or, or allow it to keep coming back. The more I ask God, in his word, using his word, the stronger I felt that I was getting. Many people think that dealing with black-on-black crime and insecurities and prejudices and evils and racism is easy. But some of us are too light. To be black, meaning that's how people treat you. And some of us are too dark to be considered white. So that's a whole other story in itself. See, the lack of unity and the backbiting and the gossiping and the various jealousies and hatreds that the enemy of our soul uses against us, he'll try to bring them back remember I said that I was angry about how my sister died and how everything was being handled. Well, in order to not revisit that anger, I have to read scriptures that said, fret not thyself over evildoers. I have to read scriptures that say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I have to read the scriptures that says, God will give me peace that surpasses all understanding. In order to stay free, I have to remember that God alone is worthy to be honored and to be praised. And if I try to get rid of things and do things on my own and without him, I'm not strong enough for that because Little things will happen to trigger those feelings so that they come back. Some people get mad at me because I like uh, planning things. I like to receive training on things. But I'm a a planner, and so that gets on people's nerves because a lot of them are procrastinators or last-minute people. And so I'm a spontaneous person, and sometimes I procrastinate as well. So that's why I remember God's word, Habakkuk 2 and 2, that says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it, and that the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on the tables. So when I write the vision and I make it plain and I plan to do things, it's just like God said. Some things, so you can just do them. Mm, Some things, but many things you need to write them out, just so that you don't procrastinate, just so that you don't forget the small things. I don't know about you, but um, I forget small things. And so when I write stuff out, it helps me. Sometimes I'll come back to it later and say, oh, I forgot to write this, or I forgot to write that. And so as I write the vision and make it plain, I don't boast about what I've written. I don't put off tomorrow what I should be doing today. And that aligns with Proverbs where it says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if I can get something done today Why procrastinate? Why keep putting it off? I um, shared earlier how I had the two blowouts. I need you to understand there's two reasons or a number of reasons that I had that problem. The tires that I need for my car always take a while to come in, whether it's two weeks or 30 days. But at the same time, that's not something that too many rental car places will and insurances will give you um, based off of your car insurance because you had a blowout. Even though you're not supposed to be driving on, uh, you know, donuts longer than they say a week or two, but my tires <laughs> always take. From three weeks to 30 days or longer But I still have stuff I need to do And want to do 1 Peter 5 and 8 says Keep a cool head Stay alert The devil is poised to pounce And would like nothing better Than to catch you napping Keep your guard up You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with the Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ. Eternal and glorious plans that are. And will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. So he's teaching us how the enemy is waiting around to accuse us. To, like he said, pounce on us. To destroy us. And because we know that, we have to stay before God. Matthew twenty four, twenty one through twenty four says for then shall be great tribulation, such as was and not since the beginning of the world to this time. No nor even shall be. And except those days should be shortened there should no flesh be saved. But the elect's sake though days shall be shortened. Then if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ, false prophets, shall show great signs and wonders insomuch as that. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. See, as I was saying earlier, what are those carrots? What are those things that the enemy keeps dangling before you? What are those strongholds? What are those revisitations? What are those hidden things that you think don't nobody know about? I remember years ago, I was living um, down south, and many people were doing... Whatever they wanted to do, and as long as the bishop didn't see it or he didn't catch them in it, they kept doing it. But if he caught them, they were oh they would repent, they would shout, they would do all of this. At least that's what they said they were doing. But they go right back to it, hiding and avoiding it. But see Matthew twelve forty three and forty five says. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. See, remember a lot of times we cast them out to those dry places. We didn't destroy them and annihilate them. Why you send them to the dry places? Because it already says in 44, then he says, I will return unto my house from whence I came out of. And when he came out, he found it empty, swept, and garnished. So he went out there to the dry places, but he returned to that same place that's unoccupied. We didn't cast the devil out and put the blood of Jesus there, covered with the blood, the word of God, the presence of God, so that it is an occupied and fortified place. So now he not only leaves, but he comes back. And verse 45 says, Then he goeth, once he sees that it's still empty, and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even, shalt, even so shall it be, Also, unto this wicked generation. Quit trying to hide the revisitation of these sins. Quit leaving that place empty. So that not only when he comes back, he comes back worse. And that's that person that don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. They're tired of hearing it. And they don't even realize they're tired of hearing it because that evil spirit brought seven times worse demonic spirits, unclean spirits than it was before. But see, if you really, really, really Really, really, want to get rid of that stronghold. If you really, really, really want to give God your most prized possession, which is your heart, mama, your soul, your very spirit. If you really, 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 really want to trust God. Because you already know half the time you can't trust man Because man or woman will hurt you And some people can't recover from that hurt Because they've allowed seven times ah, The demonic forces that was there before to now reenter But I say unto you whether it's anger, whether it's jealousy, whether it's fornication, whether it's shacking up, whether it's anger, whether it's insecurity. Ask God, just like I asked God, to not allow me to hurt anyone the way I saw that man hurting when his wife would go back to her old man who didn't want her because she was just like a little side piece now. But she kept going back to that thing over and over and over again. I asked God to never let me hurt a sister or a true loved one like that so that people were able to trust me And it wasn't me as much as it was the God in me because it was God in me who allowed me to be trusted and to honor these people even when they did not honor me. People get so familiar with me until they think they can handle me and talk to me any kind of way. Well, soon God's going to take care of that whether he separates me from them or whether he teaches them how to honor me because I have honored them. I have honored them. The God in me they can trust has never violated their trust with someone that they love or something that they entrusted me with, a valued possession. Not because I'm so great But because I ask God Many people will say Just ask I'm asking God And when I ask God He'll take care Of this person's heart Or that person's heart Because when you get so You're asking man And you're asking man And you're asking man You're going to keep asking man But if you ask God He can change the heart of the king. Mark 1, 21 through 33 talks about how Jesus drives out impure spirits. And so in verse 23 it says, Just then a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us Jesus of Nazareth Have you come to destroy us I know who you are The Holy One of God And Jesus sternly said Be quiet come out And the impure spirit shook the man violently And came out of him with a shriek Do you really want to be pure. Do you really want Jesus to call it out? Put the word of God in there. In that area, put the word of God in there because see, when Jesus orders a thing, it has to happen. So when Jesus said, come out, it came out. So when you say come out in the name of Jesus based on the power and the authority of the name of Jesus, it'll come out. When you say, Jesus, fill that place with your presence and your word and your love that is not a place that's void, it'll be filled. See, even in that same chapter, It goes on to talk about when Simon, Peter's mother-in-law, was in a bed full of a fever. And they told Jesus about it. And he took her by the hand, and the fever left her. See, even the very touch, like when he had his hem of his garment touched, the lady That had been bleeding for Years and years and years See the very demonic Force had to come out Of this woman Do you really Want to be healed Allow God to speak Command The thing to come out Through you speaking the word of God through you calling it out in the name of Jesus. But fill it. Fill that place with the word of God, with the love of God, with the presence of God. Don't allow that jealousy to come back. Don't allow that infidelity to come back. Don't allow that unclean, evil, insecure spirit to come back. To where you can't trust people, or you trust in everybody, like they your friend when they're your associate. There's a difference between a friend and associate. An associate will do stuff to you and think nothing of it. I know a lady in this scenario that brought her husband to be her fiancé home to introduce them to her family and her own blood sister and her fiancé got together, got married, and had children. The hurt and the anger that that woman felt and she blamed God. Why would God be blamed? The lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh is to blame. Because her sister had not prayed and asked God to never allow her to compromise the love between sisters, it happened. Because in this scenario, the sister was always jealous of her sister in the first place. She was already always insecure, so she wanted what her sister had. For some reason, she didn't go after the education that her sister had, but she went after the man that her sister had. And her sister revisited the anger over and over and over again every time she saw them. But one day, She let the anger go. One day, she allowed God to have her greatest possession, which was her heart. She allowed God to fill that voided place with love, his love, his agape love. When God filled my heart with his love, I was able to let go the anger that I had for those so-called associates and friends and even a childhood friend that I loved like a sister who violated my trust. But I've learned that not everybody can be called a friend and that I cannot allow people to have my greatest possession, which is my heart, unless God tells me to. Stop revisiting your vomit. Stop going back to things and people that God has rescued you from. Until they're truly delivered, you need to know just because they're doing things for you and they're nice, sometimes they're doing it until they find something better. And sometimes they really want you, and they don't want anybody else to have you, but they're still going to satisfy their flesh. They're selfish. They're narcissistic. They're manipulative. But if you really look in the mirror... You see, you need to ask God for forgiveness because so are you. So make sure God isn't using your insecurities and your things that you are running from and another person to teach you a lesson. God will take and use whatever he wants to use. He's God. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Ask God to free you, and he will. In Jesus' name, give God your greatest possession, and he'll lead you into who you can trust with honoring access to your greatest possession. Father God, we thank you for your words. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all of our heart, not some of it, not just the center, but all of it, not just the bottom, but all of it. God, we give it to you. We thank you for wanting to love us so much and loving us so much that you're willing to handle our heart, our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our spirits in ways that we don't even know needs to be handled. Keep doing what you're doing, God, because because of you, we can have the joy of the Lord. Because of you, we have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Because of you, we can lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge you. Because of you, the truth sets us free, and we want to stay free. Because we're filling those voided areas with your word, your agape love, the presence of your Holy Spirit. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well don't forget, tomorrow we will have iron sharpening iron and it will be the third Monday. So therefore, Minister Sylvia or someone will be on there ministering in Minister Margot's place that she's still recovering and we pray for her full recovery and whatever the will of God is in her life. And that will be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Iron Me Iron on tomorrow night. And then on Friday night, Minister Sylvia will be back ministering and sharing whatever the Lord has given her at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Let's Talk. And then on Sunday, based off of whatever the Lord wants us to do at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back again. And I pray that the Lord will not only have another word that will set us free and deliver us and encourage us to give him all the glory and all the praise and all of us, That we know that we know without a shadow of a doubt That we can trust him So those of our announcements Don't forget our foundational scripture Matthew 6 and 33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you So I thank God for each and every one of you Bye bye